0: With tender comfort and transforming power, you come into our midst, O God of mercy and might. Make ready a way in the wilderness. Clear a straight path in our hearts and form us into a repentant people that the advent of your Son may find us watchful and eager. For the glory he reveals. We ask this through him whose coming is certain. Whose day draws near. Your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you. In the unity of the Holy Spirit. God forever and ever.
1: Amen. Isaiah's announcement of the return to Jerusalem under the tender care of a loving God, must have seemed too good to be true for a community living under the tyrannical rule of the Babylonians. In which circumstances of our day and our lives do we look to God alone for hope? A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort, my people, says your God, Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. From the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God.
1: St. Peter calls us to believe in the possibility of a new heaven and a new earth. What is your vision of that amazing promise? A reading from the second letter of St. Peter. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, And then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise. And the elements will be dissolved with fire. And the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness? Waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God. Because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved. And the elements will melt with fire. But in accordance with his promise. We wait for new heavens and a new earth. Where righteousness is at home. Therefore beloved. While you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: The beginning of the passage that Jackie read today from the second letter of Peter, reminds me of a joke, a classic joke, and out of love for you, I'm going to tell you the joke. You remember this was the part about that God was waiting patiently for ages and ages for God's people to repent. So it's about God and, and how God sees things well there's a guy he was in our chapel I guess he was wearing a mask as well we all do and he was in our chapel and he was praying and he said God can I ask you a question and God said would you remove the mask I can't understand what you're saying and, and, and so he removed the mask, and he said, God, can I ask you a question? And God answered, of course. What, what do you want to know? And he said, God, how long is a million years to you? And God smiled and said to the man sitting in our chapel, now without the mask, he said, he, sp- he spoketh. God always spoketh and saith stuff. Did you know that now, Austin, okay? It's like John talks. Anyway, God saith unto the man, well, a million years to me is like a second, The man without the mask praying in our chapel said, he said, "Uh, Lord, what's a million dollars worth to you? And the Lord spaketh again with the spaketh and saith, the Lord spaketh unto him, the Lord spaketh unto him, a million dollars to me is like a penny. And the man praying in our chapel with the mask down finally said, uh, Lord, uh, can I have a penny? And God said, Sure, in a second. Mark's telling the story of John the Baptist in the region of the Jordan, it helps us to get our focus on this season of Advent, this season of, of expectation, this season of hopeful expectation. When Jack came for the blessing, I said, Look at us, look at us as a people who need hope. Let the gospel give us hope. And that certainly is my prayer. We prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord into our hearts by doing exactly what the prophet said. Fill in the holes in the road. Straighten out the curves. Make the way easy for God to come in. Isn't it amazing? It was pointed out yesterday at Minute Prayer. It's amazing that what we're talking about is God coming into us. It's not about our going to God. It's God coming into us. Oh, how much. How much God must love us. All God asks is that we fill in the potholes, straighten the dangerous curves, let the Lord come in. In his paraphrase of the gospel, Eugene Peterson, and I I just love this paraphrase, I I can't recommend his paraphrase, the, the message highly enough to you, I just know that it just makes the scriptures come alive for me. In his paraphrase of Mark's gospel, Eugene Peterson says that John baptized them into a baptism of life change that leads us to a changed life. I just love that idea that baptism is all about a changed life. It's not just a ritual. It's not just words and actions. It's about changing our lives. We gather in the Jordan River. We gather with all those other folks. And as they think about what needs to change in their lives, we do the same thing as we shiver in the cold water of the Jordan. What needs to change? What do we need to get rid of to make room for God in our lives? That's what Advent is about. It's about figuring out what needs to be changed to make room for God. And then Peterson continues and he says, I'm baptizing you here in the river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. John's baptism, or Jesus' baptism by the Holy Spirit, will change you from the inside out. John's baptism is this baptism of repentance. It's, it's changing what needs to be changed in order to welcome God into our lives. And the baptizer says, his baptism will be a baptism from the inside out, baptism in the Spirit of God. ruha, a ruha power that can change us from the inside. Mark's Gospel today invites us to think about what needs to be changed And then to try to figure out what motivates us to make the changes in our lives. How does the Spirit act to empower us to make the changes that need to be changed? The changes that enable us to welcome the Lord into the center of our lives. What needs to be changed? How do we let the power of the Spirit change us? What motivates us? Huh? There's a story, I found it, a very powerful story, about a woman named Carrie Roberts. Carrie's brother Tony was very, very ill with a kidney disease, and he desperately needed a kidney transplant. His sister Carrie, she welcomed the opportunity to volunteer to donate her kidney for her brother. But the doctors wouldn't even consider it. You see, Carrie weighed 325 pounds. Any surgery would endanger her life. Certainly a transplant surgery, it just wouldn't work. It would be too dangerous for her. Carrie was crushed. She loved her brother Tony so much, and and she was so disappointed with herself that she allowed her weight to get out of control. So she decided to make a change. She started to eat healthy food. She started to eat intentionally, being quite aware of what she was consuming and how it was affecting her. She started out by walking one hour a day. Then she started walking two miles a day. And then she started to walk three miles a day. All in the back of her mind to be able to help her brother Tony. Three years and 135 pounds later, Carrie was tested again and she was found to be a perfect match to donate a kidney to her brother, Tony. A kidney that would save his life. The love of a sister for her brother motivated her to make the changes that would save his life and probably hers. Love is the motivating spirit that changes us from the inside preparing the way of the Lord to become the center of our lives
1: Thanks for listening to this week's service To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.